A lot of people say they don't read the Bible because they don't understand it. And as a Christian, I feel like it's my duty to explain it to you. Welcome to the Ghetto Bible Tales. I'm your host, Jerrica. And here at the Ghetto Bible Tales, we retell Bible stories and discuss biblical themes in a comical yet understandable way. We're going to laugh, but we're going to learn too. So strap on your seatbelt, pop yourself some popcorn, and let's do this. It's your girl, Jerrica, and I am back with yet another ghetto Bible tale. And today, we're going to discuss Cain and Abel. So get ready for this one. All right, y'all. So before we can get into the story, you all know how this goes. We must first discuss the rules of context. I have a more in-depth video about the rules of context. I will leave a link to that video in the description box, as well as up in the cards above. But we're just gonna run through them real fast, okay? Rule one of context is language. You gotta understand that the Bible wasn't originally written in English. People, it was originally written in ancient Hebrew and ancient Greek. Think about that when you're reading it. Rule number two, history and culture. The Bible is ancient Israel culture. Please don't apply your modern day culture to the Bible, okay? Rule number three is reading the Bible as a whole. Yes, please do not cut the Bible in bits and pieces. Just read it, take it as it is from beginning to end. The final rule of context is the Holy Spirit, and it is the most important rule because you will never, ever be able to understand the Bible without first asking the Lord to bestow his Holy Spirit upon you to teach you because it is a great teacher. And once you gain understanding of all of those rules, we can proceed on in our story. The story of Cain and Abel takes place in the book of Genesis chapter 4. Cain is the firstborn son of Adam and Eve, the first humans um, to ever populate the world, okay? So even Adam, they have sex and they give birth to this this older son, Cain. Um, Cain's name means here he is. So firstborn child through natural childbirth. He's the first baby in the world because Adam and Eve were uh, created as adults. They weren't babies or children. They didn't go through adolescence or anything like that. So Cain is essentially the first baby, the firstborn in the entire world. After she gives birth to Cain, a little while later, she gives birth to Abel. So Abel was a keeper of sheep and uh, livestock, while Cain was a tiller of the ground. Time passes on and, you know, they start to bring offerings to the Lord. Abel brought forth the firstborn of his flock, which was the best. You know, the firstborn is considered the best, you know and it's fat and if you've ever studied the uh sacrificial system they always say that the fat belongs to the lord so god probably got high blood pressure i'll just play <laughs> anyway so abel bring his offering to the lord and he brings the firstborn of his flock as well as 
he makes sure that the firstborn is fat. So he don't bring the Lord no scrawny, skinny little runts. He bring him the fat firstborn. And the Lord accepts. And the Bible notes how good this 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 offering looks to God. But being that this wasn't what was said about Cain's offering, lets me know that what Cain brought wasn't no good. He clearly didn't bring his best to the Lord because the Lord tells him, you know, he was very disappointed in Cain. And he was like, you know, you know what to do. Just do it. So, you know what I'm saying? Go back and go back and bring me a worthy offering. Um, so yeah, God notes how he was pleased with Abel's offering, but very displeased with Cain's and he gave Cain the chance to get it right. People like to make the assumption that Cain's offering was denied because it wasn't livestock. And I'm just going to have to go ahead and disagree with y'all on that one because in Leviticus, the book of Leviticus, which honestly is a book that you should read. For a long time, I used to think the book of Leviticus was so painstakingly hard to read. And I hated reading it. But you honestly, you get to know God better when you go read it. In the book of Leviticus, it does talk in great detail about the uh, sacrificial system. And offerings of wheat and grain are acceptable to the Lord. But there are are there are rules to it, you know what I mean? It's like it has to be up to par. And Abel's offering of his lamb was up to par. Because Abel could have brought a bad offering of lamb. He could have he could have gave God something that wasn't no good. It's very possible to do that with livestock. The same way it's possible to bring something of greatness to the Lord with wheat and grain, which is what Cain failed to do. So if you go and you read in Leviticus, you will see the offerings of wheat and grain that were acceptable to God and what he would accept. Um, And Cain knew this, but I guess he just felt lazy that day. Being that Abel um, offering was accepted and Cain's wasn't, Cain was very, very upset, y'all. God asked him, he was like, you know, why are you mad? Don't you know that you will be accepted when you do what is right in the eyes of the Lord? You already know what to do. So why are you upset? You shouldn't be mad at anyone but yourself because you know what to do and you failed to do it. So why are you upset right now? And and, and God was telling him, you know, when you're angry as well, you invite sin into your life. But he said, when you do well in the eyesight of the Lord, you can rule over sin. So God was essentially telling Cain, you already know what to do, my friend. You already know what I accept. So do what is necessary for me to accept it. And he told him, you know, when you don't do well, sin is waiting at the door. But you can rule over sin by doing well. However, if y'all know the story of Cain and Abel, Cain didn't um, do well. (laughs) So God was basically telling him, you know, control your anger because it opens the door to sin and sin wants you. But when you do well, sin can't have you is what God was telling Cain, which obviously went through one ear and out the other because Cain wasn't really thinking about all that. Cain didn't take heed to what God said. He went 
and he was still very upset about his brother's offering being accepted and he is not so he went and killed his brother i believe that cain lured abel to him because abel worked with livestock but cain worked in the field cain was a tiller of the ground he was a farmer so he worked in the field whereas abel tended to sheep and tended to lamb so he wasn't out in the field he was more likely you know in a closed off area in a pasture but Cain worked the field. So this lets me know that Cain called for Abel and told Abel to come to him. And he killed his brother in cold blood out of sheer jealousy. And God approaches a uh, Cain and he asks, where's Abel? And to which Cain replies in the most infamous line from the Bible, y'all. This most infamous line from the Bible. Cain says, with the roll of his eye, Am I my brother's keeper? God already knew the answer to the question. He knew exactly where Abel was. Abel's blood cried out to God as soon as it hit the ground. God, in this moment... Being the merciful being that he is. In that moment, he was giving Cain the opportunity for repentance. And out of sheer pride, Cain denied that opportunity for repentance right then. With that stupid response. That high and mighty, prideful Stupid response that he gave that has become the most infamous line from the Bible. God, once again, y'all, was giving this man the opportunity to do well, to get it right. Because, you know, he messed up with his his, his offering. And God was like, go back. You you know, you you know, you know what to do, you know how to do well, and you know it'll be accepted. That was the first chance. He go the second one. The second one. Giving him the opportunity to confess. Yeah, I killed my brother out of anger. Lord, I'm sorry. Da, 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 da. Forgive me. None of that. He didn't do that. God gave you a second chance. You still messed that up. He still didn't do it. So, because of Cain's lie and the fact that he just murdered his brother in cold blood, uh... God cursed Cain by stripping him of his gift. You're probably looking at this and wondering, well, what is his gift? His gift, Cain, Cain's gift was the beauty of which he brought forth through the ground. He was a tiller of the ground, y'all, and that was his gift. He was able to grow amazing things, food, everything. He was good with his hands and tilling the ground. That was his gift. And Abel's gift was the raising of animals. God had gave both of them gifts. And because of Cain's lion, God cursed him by stripping him of his gift. So now, whenever Cain touched the ground, there would be no fruit. Nothing would bloom. There would be no food. His gift was uh, taken. He could not make food. This in itself is God teaching Cain love and compassion because now 
you can't till the ground, which means you can't make food for yourself, which means you got to rely on somebody else to till the ground for you, to feed you. God humbled the man. Now, we don't hear no more really about Cain after this, but God humbled him right there in that moment because from for the rest of Cain's life, he would have to depend on somebody else to grow the ground because ain't no grocery store for him to go to to go buy him some food. Now, his gift was in his hands and he had to till the ground to eat. So if he can't till the ground to eat, he, and he didn't have the gift for livestock. He can't raise animals and he can't till the ground. How does man going to eat? By depending on somebody else. But I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me finish. <clears throat> because of the curse I said, like I said, nothing he planted again will ever grow. Because he fed his brother's blood to the ground. He was to be a wanderer for the rest of his life and have no home. Is what God essentially said uh that's the rest of the curse you know him losing his gift and him wandering for the rest of his life and having no home and now that i think about that it's literally making me think about the apostles and discipleship because if you read the new testament none of them had roots in a home all of the apostles and disciples they traveled they didn't have roots in a home um, and, and, and when they wanted food, they had to depend on other people. Remember Jesus that told the disciples, uh, when you go to somebody's house, um, ask for food and shelter. If they say no, then you leave and you go somewhere else. Then you leave and go somewhere else. They were essentially the first, they were, they were essentially wanderers like Cain. Cain had to depend on other people to feed himself. I, n- I never drew that comparison until now. It's like, it just really, literally just came to me and just, I just thought about that. But anyway, Cain cries once again. Oh my God. Once again, y'all Cain is failing once again, because the God issue after punishment, you would think that he would beg for forgiveness. He doesn't. He doesn't beg for forgiveness. He doesn't. You know what this this dude does? He cries. He whines. <laughs> no, please, Lord, please. No, no, no. You can't take that away from me. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just two words. I'm sorry. Was all he had to say. He didn't say it. He still was sitting up there whining. Being stupid. That was chance number three, y'all. Chance number three of the Lord trying to make Cain get it right. He got it wrong again. He started whining and crying. He ain't going to be able to do this. He ain't going to be able to do that. People going to kill him. Blah, 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 blah. Because he can't till the ground. He ain't going to be able to work nowhere. Because the only jobs out there is being a freaking farmer. He can't work nowhere. Because they going to kill him. Because he can't make nothing grow. Oh, Lord. Woe is me. And then the Lord was like, okay, so you worried about that. All right. Uh, The Lord put a mark on Cain. And the, the mark stood for... 
The Lord put a mark on Cain so that nobody would kill him. And God said, if you put your hands on Cain, you're going to be cursed sevenfold. So while I came whining by, I'm a die, I'm a die, cause I can't work and they gonna kill me and da 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 wah 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 wah. God was like, you know what? Ain't nobody gonna kill you, cause I'm finna mock you. And um, if they do kill you, they're gonna be cursed. Time seven, okay? Anything else before you leave the garden? Anything else before before we escort you out? <laughs> so uh, Kane leaves. He does get married. Uh, he does build a city. And uh, the city is called Enoch. Or Enoch. 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 Well, I don't know how to say it. It's at the bottom of the screen. After that, you don't really hear much about Cain. Um, we uh, meet some of his descendants. Uh, one of which, his name is Lamech, who is obviously a piece of cow manure. Lamech was not a good man. Lamech, ladies and gentlemen, is the first polygamist. He's the person who started the trend of marrying multiple women. He is also the person that made women's worth go down to absolutely nothing. Because prior to this, people were only marrying one person. You had one, men had one wife. And their wives weren't treated as secondary citizens. But after this 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 piece of crap man named Lamech, who is a descendant of Cain, I want to say great-great-grandson or something like that. I forget the lineage, but you can read that for yourself in Genesis chapter 4. Um, but anyway, Lamech is the first polygamist. He takes on two wives. He names them um, after... Their, their names signa, signify uh, beautiful ornaments and they're named after things, like pretty things. So basically his wives were his accessories. Um, and he also brags about killing people because once again, Cain was the first murderer. And so Lamech bragged, you know, Cain killed one person, well, I killed two. And I got two wives and blah, 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 blah. He was a real piece of crap. It is also, oh, and like I said, uh, Lamech named his wives after objects and beautiful things. And apparently when he had daughters, he did the exact same thing. He named them after objects. And at that point, after Lamech is when women became secondary citizens and created and treated like objects of desire as opposed to actual human beings. So, yeah, you can thank Lamech for that. Because prior to that, that wasn't the case. Um, that right there is the story of Cain and Abel. You do not have to take my word for it. You can turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 4 and read up on it for yourself. Um, Cain's story is a picture of the chances that God gives us to get right. Even after doing wrong, God still gives us the chance to do it right. He gave Cain three chances in that that chapter. And... Your boy denied all three. I hope for Cain's sake that later on, even though it's not textual mentioned in the Bible, that don't mean that he didn't get saved later. Because that's a testimony. Cain got a testimony to tell. 
But anyway, y'all, thank y'all for watching. Um, please like, comment, and subscribe to my channel. Um, and I'll catch y'all next time. Oh, also go to getabobtails.com if you would like to uh, ask me a question or request a topic that you'd like me to speak about. Make sure you go there and go to the request section and do that. But anyway, thank y'all for watching. Um, see y'all next time. Peace out, y'all. All Ghetto Bible Tale episodes are posted on YouTube simultaneously in video format. Thanks for tuning in. You can follow the show on all social media at Ghetto Bible Tales. Head on over to GhettoBibleTales.com and you can sign up for the mailing list so that you can be notified of updates and other things. You can also request topics or stories that you'd like for me to discuss on the show. Once again, I'm your host, Jerrica, and this has been the Ghetto Bible Tales. New episodes are posted every Wednesday and every Sunday. Yeah. <laughs>